guys uh, hello you welcome to streambench.com and today we have alena raj kokwa with us and alena has uh, so much talent and is in so many so many professions at the same time that i don't think i would be doing justice if i tried to explain so alena uh, let's start from your childhood and how you got into acting and how science led you to you know uh, science made uh, the entire path of your future yeah i so i guess the, i came in sorry uh i, I was just saying uh, let's start it oh okay so um i got into acting actually a little bit later um but i was really inspired by film and television as a kid and so i remember vividly when i first saw apollo 13 there was oh do you want me to stop for the noise oh, that's perfectly fine okay okay Um so when I first saw the movie Apollo 13 I became obsessed with space flight. I wanted to learn everything that I could about space flight and um I probably forced my family to go see that movie like two or three times in the theater and um so after that went to space camp and ended up interning at NASA several times in college and so I knew space flight was something I wanted to do after I saw that movie and was really interested in it and after seeing Top Gun I wanted to be a pilot and eventually I became a pilot after I saw Jurassic Park I first started thinking about paleontology and when I was in college I interned in paleontology for several months and um so I think throughout my life I've been really inspired by film and television because as a kid growing up in South Bend Indiana I didn't know any paleontologists I didn't know any astronauts I didn't know any ER doctors and so I didn't have role models in person but I could kind of see what people were doing in film and television and say wow that job looks really cool I want to mm. do that And so I guess it was later on when I was in grad school I'd had a pretty tough committee meeting where um my advisors were upset with um some of the research and so I was like visibly upset at the end of this meeting and one of my advisors was like you know you just need to think about graduate school like beauty pageant and learn to impress the judges and you should be a better actress so you know nobody knows when you're upset and I was kind of like well I'm not going to not going to do any beauty pageants but um I will learn to be a better actress and so I kind of started acting um because I was trying to improve sort of how I spoke in scientific forums but after I signed up for a casting um sort of website I got an audition and I ended up getting cast after that audition and I really fell in love with acting I thought it was so fun so then I um kept booking roles after that and this was in Houston and mm-hmm. I've kind of just continued to act since then. Uh-huh. And you do uh, do you uh, practice your uh, science stuff as well? Yeah, so I actually am an emergency medicine physician. So yeah. I uh, work as a doctor and then um I still do research so mm-hmm. I'm working on developing medical devices that can be mm-hmm. used in remote locations whether that's mm-hmm. in space or on the top of Mount Everest or mm-hmm. a remote island in the Philippines right. so I still get to do some medicine I still get to do some research and then fortunately both of those are pretty mm-hmm. flexible so it allows me to continue acting as well uh-huh. 
So, Alana, if, if we look at your life, it's like, uh, you know, how a child just dreams or just says that I want to be a scientist uh, or I want to be an astronaut and you actually said I want to do this and you did it. I want to do this and you did it. Then you watched that uh, Jurassic Park and you did that, uh, that. So what really gave you the faith that you could do all those things? Because as children, of course, we have that uh, courage and uh, that uh, uh, self-belief. Uh, but as we grow older and uh, face the harsher realities of life, we uh, somehow stop believing in ourselves and uh, uh, somehow, you know, stumble down to become average and just keep living each day. And, uh, you know, the typical rat race, the nine to five and yeah. paying uh, till you, you're on your death, uh, deathbed. So, this is like, uh, you know, no life of uh, fun. So what, uh, what's your take on this? Yeah, I think when I was a kid and people told me I could be anything I wanted to be, I believed them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely, I've definitely had those moments in life where I felt like giving up, where um, things were really hard and I did a lot of self-reflection and, you know, wondered, is this the right path? Is this what I should be doing? But ultimately, if you want to accomplish a task or a goal, it's not going to be easy. You know, uh, you're going to have challenges along the way. And so I think what really made me stick to it is just sort of like an inner curiosity like there i think the world is really really interesting and i think science is interesting and acting is interesting and there's so much out there to learn and discover mm. and do and participate in that um you know i'm never bored i think there's always something that's new and exciting to me and a way that i can sort of convince myself to like keep working and keep trying and keep going and keep learning about different stuff right so, yeah. so uh, you know, um, whenever we see such a um, situation, there's always some sort of influence behind it. So would you say, was it your parents or someone else that you uh, were inspired of or someone else that you idealized or some, what was the driving force? I think there were a lot of people that helped me along my path mm -hmm. and I think like I said before sort of the inspiration for everything that I've done has really come from things that I saw in television and film as a kid like that was the first time I saw these things or was introduced to these things and so um, that was sort of what turned the key in my mind and mm -hmm. got me going. Um, but I think my mom has always been really, really supportive and really yeah. cultivated my curiosity um, yeah. rather than answer my questions. Uh -huh. You know, I would be that annoying kid who was like, why does this happen this mm -hmm. way? Why does this do this? And uh -huh. she would always tell me to go look it up. 
Um, and so I think that really taught me a lot about solving my own problems and continuing to be curious. Um, she later confessed that she told me to look things up because she didn't know the answer, but um, it really, it helped me grow a lot. And then I had some great mentors in college and um, in graduate school and medical school who always really encouraged me, even when I wanted to do something that was kind of off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I first applied to my first NASA internship, my advisor at the time told me about the internship and my immediate response was, oh, no, 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 I could never get an internship at NASA. I'm not good enough for that. And she looked at me straight in the eyes and said, Elena, if you don't apply, your chances of getting in are 0%. Mm -hmm. If you apply, so there's wise. a chance. So wise. So wise. I have carried those words with me for the rest of my life. And every time I think about not doing something or not trying, I always think back to that and know if I don't try, the chance is 0%. If mm -hmm. I take a chance and try, then, you know, something great might happen. Yeah. That is amazingly beautiful. Uh, it's it's, it's um, funny how another uh, celebrity I was uh, interviewing and she told me that her mother used to, she's a singer basically, uh, Shaila if you know her. Uh, so anyway, uh, so her mother used to say we'll find a way to find a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's so, it's so deep if you come to think of it and the and you can give it any kind of depth like in any situation i mean it could be for a one billion dollar bankruptcy and, and you you could say that or this that could be you know for being stranded on a uh, on a, on some road and uh, not knowing the way back so this this yeah. really, you know, got to my heart. We'll find a way to find a way. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think that is a great way to approach things. And it sort yeah. of speaks to just having resilience, where if you hit a roadblock, yeah. you find a way around the roadblock. Yeah. It doesn't mean game's over. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, any of those sort of strategies to mm -hmm. remember that when something happens, when you need a challenge, when mm -hmm. you need a bump road that it's really important to keep trying and to persevere if it's something exactly. that really matters. I, I believe we should first respect ourselves and when we do that the right kind of attitude starts to come in like we must never ever believe that we are any le less than anyone else. Yeah right? absolutely. We're all beautiful and intelligent and amazing in our own ways and we're all very, very different. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I was actually just talking to one of my friends about this the yeah. other day where it's kind of, it's so easy to assume you're the only person who's going through this particular difficulty or, you know, you feel like the odds are just sort of stacked against you and everything's really hard, but if you stop and look around and really try to understand the difficulties other people are going mm. through and that while we are all very different, we're all very much the same. 
I think it makes approaching those difficulties a little easier, you know, knowing you're not the only one and um, everyone else gets through the day to day. And so you can too. Plus, uh, uh, social media gives this uh, fake feeling that everyone else is living a much better life than you are. And yeah, the that, grass is always greener. Yeah, kind of. and I just, you know, fear that uh, one day it will all just take over so much that uh, we'll barely be humans. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important to still take the time to connect exactly. with people face to face. Like, I think social media can be such a source of positivity exactly. and good. It can also be very negative, and so... Mm-hmm. When you talk to people face to face, when you take time for gatherings <laughs> once yeah. COVID's over, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think uh, that's really, really important to us as humans yeah. and kind of telling those stories. And that's what makes filmmaking so interesting, yeah. too, is it's telling those stories that everyone can relate to in one exactly. way or another it makes it really yeah. meaningful. Yeah. I feel like uh, moderation is the key. And this mm-hmm. is one reason why I totally hate smartwatches because now Uh-oh. what you wanted over here as well, <laughs> give it a break. <laughs> yeah. But I actually turn so, the notifications yeah. off on mine because I yeah. just, it's too much. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, uh, there are days when I'm, you know, on leaves or something, I won't check my phone at all and people go crazy that even that am i even alive or not yeah <laughs> so yeah so it's crazy i think people have started to develop this like sense that you have to respond immediately and i really try to be purposeful about when i use my phone so that exactly. i'm not all the time and so i can accomplish tasks in between uh-huh. when i'm looking at my phone or looking at emails or text messages and um, I always have a, a no phones rule at the dinner table. That is amazing. Me. That is amazing. I think we all should do that. Yeah. In fact, uh, right now restaurants have uh, restaurants and uh, cafes have started doing that. If you you all like the entire bunch of people uh, has to keep the phones in a box, and the first person to pick their phone up is gonna pay the entire bill so i love that yeah. i think that's so yeah. cool <laughs> yeah. so awesome. yeah so it's, it's it's amazing so um alana uh you you dreamt of working for uh, an er and you actually you know actualized that dream so what was the whole uh, uh, journey like and uh, how different was it from what had what you had imagined and uh, uh, just just tell me about it all about it well the journey was long uh-huh. i will say that was the uh, my first thought uh-huh. uh, so it started in the United States, you have to get an undergraduate degree, so a four-year degree 
you can go to medical school. Right. And so then I actually, after or after undergraduate, I majored in biology, mm. and then I went to graduate school, and I did a PhD in um, public health, virology, and space life sciences. Mm. So I did all of my research at Johnson Space Center, and I really wanted to do space research, but about halfway through my PhD, I kind of started to realize that I really wanted more human interaction. And while I love doing research, I felt like the work that I was doing would maybe help a group of like a few hundred astronauts 10 years down the road. And I wasn't really helping people on the day to day. Mm -hmm. um, and I also was just really curious. I got good at virology and, um, you know, learning about one system in the human body, but I was really curious about how it all sort of fit in with the rest of human physiology. So I decided to go to medical school. So that mm -hmm. was kind of a tough application process while I was like working on my dissertation and applying to medical school. But um, after I finished my PhD, I started medical school like one month later. Mm -hmm. And then that was four years. Mm -hmm. And so, so the study, first was, was studying medical like uh, what you had imagined? Um, I think for the most part, yes. Uh, I think it was, there was much more human interaction. Uh -huh. And you feel like I had the opportunity to help people day to day. It's a little different than you see on like TV shows and movies. Um, it's not quite as like constantly exciting as that. Um, but I think emergency medicine is, um, it's always interesting. You never know like, what's coming in the like, uh, uh, Almost in, uh, all of my inter uh, uh, family is into medicine and most of them are dentists. Uh, my okay. grandfather was a dentist, my father was a dentist, and my brother is a, a dentist. And they wanted me <laughs> to be one as well. And then my aunt is a dentist, her, uh, uh, her uh, daughter-in-law is a dentist, her daughter is a dentist, and my uh, uh, to-be si uh, sister-in-law is also a dentist. So, <laughs> so it's, it's just that is too a lot much, of that is a lot of dentists. So uh, I never wanted to do that, but yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, what I saw when my brother got into uh, studying uh, BDS, we call uh, it's bachelor's in dental surgery. We have that degree over mm -hmm. here. So uh, he was uh, a mediocre uh, student uh, all his life. I mean. Uh, not too good, not too bad. Sometimes mom would have to, you know, scream at him and all that <laughs> thing. And uh, when he entered uh, uh, university to study BDS, he was so determined that he used to get uh, distinctions and, uh, you know, straight A's and all that top of the line, you know passing with flying colors because so much of his interest was in the subject that he mm -hmm. performed amazingly well. Uh, I, I believe a lot of that came from, you know, my father and my grandfather that he, he knew about it uh, since a very early age and he was maybe influenced by it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But I've seen like, you know, someone who's just average when it comes to school level and someone who's just 
amazingly good with his grades when he's doing what he loves so you uh, must always do what you love <laughs> yeah i think that's really true there's that phrase um if you do something you love you never work a day in your life of course and of course i think there's a lot of truth to that um but i also you know having gone through like 15 years of school <laughs> um think that there's a lot of hard work that goes into doing things that um, you love to of course you got to work for your dreams yeah you got to work for your dreams yeah uh it's about how bad you want it right yeah totally <laughs> yeah. yeah reminded me of a story but uh i don't think i can uh, <laughs> share it uh, <laughs> now i'm curious oh i'll tell you after the uh, okay, okay. after the interview is over so okay so lena uh, thank you so much for your time and uh, uh guys if you didn't know alana uh had to arrange some uh went to sit her baby and uh, alana's father mr rajgopal agadi is doing mm-hmm. that uh, thing yeah. so <laughs> um, not dad dude yeah and the scientist the actress the uh, the everything is here with us so it's it's been a pleasure to have you and it's also been an honor to have you on a screen bench alana thank you so much for your time and uh, thank you uh, thank you so much for giving us the respect of you know uh, actually joining us <laughs>